Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey guys, it's Robert from The College Investor here, and today I am excited to talk to you about Trump student loan forgiveness. Oh man, I feel like this post is going to spark some controversy, but I think it's important to talk about what Donald Trump, our president, has already done to student loan forgiveness programs and what he has talked about slashed proposed with his education secretary, Betsy DeVoe. Now, you have to understand that there have already been some major changes with student loan forgiveness programs, and many people don't even realize it. So I want to break down exactly what has already changed under the Trump administration and what proposals he has talked about or actually even like proposed in paper. So let's start with the forgiveness changes that have occurred already, and I'm going to share my verdicts. Like, Do I think this is a good thing, a bad thing? What do I think? Well, first off, Donald Trump in his um, 2018 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, right, the big tax cut bill that everyone was super, um, you know, it it was mired with controversy, but it passed. Well, that had some changes that have already taken effect when it comes to student loan forgiveness and education in general. The big change is for death and disability student loan discharge. So you guys may know, and you've heard me talk about this before, that if you get your student, if you die, or if you are totally and permanently disabled, you can have your student loans forgiven or discharged. No matter what your balance is on death or permanent disability, your loan balances go away. Well, that's an awesome program, but there was a big problem with it. Until 2018, that income was taxable. So if you had $50,000 in student loans discharged under disability discharge, you could owe up to $10,000 or more in taxes because of that discharge. Well, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, Trump's big tax plan, changed that and made death and disability discharges tax-free. So any loans that are discharged under death discharge or total and permanent disability discharged after January 1st, 2018 will be discharged tax-free. So that is actually a really good thing. My verdict on that is that is a common sense change. These people have either died or they're permanently disabled and having them pay taxes is really a slap in the face on something that's already being a problem in their lives. Furthermore, with the total and permanent disability discharges, this extra income could disqualify you from aid programs. So the fact that they finally made this tax-free is a really good thing. Now, there is one caveat here is that they only made it tax-free through 2025, so Congress would have to renew it in the future. But at least as of today, in 2018, death and disability discharge is tax-free. So that is a great thing that President Trump has done. Um, The other big change that already is in effect is that the tuition and fees tax deduction was eliminated. So under the Tax Cut and Job Act, uh, President Trump eliminated the tuition and fees tax deduction. Now, this deduction was already supposed to expire in 2016, and it was extended for an extra year. So Trump just made it go away permanently. 
However, there are other tax credits that you might be eligible for to pay for education, and that is the American Opportunity Tax Credit and the Lifetime Learning Tax Credits, and those tax credits stayed the same under the new law. Our verdict on this is this is a mixed result. While we're sad to see the tax reduction go because it's always nice to get a tax deduction, there's still other programs available, and this tax deduction was mostly taken advantage of by high earners that were phased out of the other tax credits anyways. So we don't think the impact is going to be very big. Now, on to the proposals, and these proposals are what scare a lot of people. It's important to note that proposals are not the law. They are just proposals, and they're what the president wants to see, so it can really give you an insight into where we are going. And the biggest proposal that has everybody on edge is the elimination of public service loan forgiveness. PSLF. PSLF is one of the top ways to get student loan forgiveness, and it's great because after 10 years or 120 payments, you get your total loan balance forgiven tax-free. It's one of the few loan forgiveness programs that offer tax-free forgiveness, and it opens the door to a lot of people because public service is such a broad definition. Now, President Trump tried to eliminate public service loan forgiveness in his 2018 budget by by attempting to defund PSLF. Now, this raised a series of legal questions and eventually the proposal was just dropped. But in his 2019 proposal for next year, Trump has once again proposed eliminating public service loan forgiveness. Now, it's important to note that the proposed changes would only apply to new loans that are taken out after July 1st, 2019. So, it currently appears that those with existing loans that are eligible for the program would be grandfathered in. So if you are currently eligible for PSLF, it shouldn't mean anything for you. It's not a big deal. But for future borrowers, the fact that this program is going away is kind of a bad thing. You know, we think it's bad because you're going to have fewer people that are pursuing work in public service, government, law enforcement, teaching, and more. Given that many of these fields require a college education, but they also don't pay very much. So it creates this really tough dichotomy where highly qualified people who get a degree might not choose to work in these lower income fields, even though those lower income fields are extremely valuable to the United States as a whole. It's really important that we have good teachers, good public servants, um, good law enforcement officers, good people working in public health. But if this program's not here, you know, it could mean that less and less people take advantage of working in these fields and instead try to pursue other courses of employment. So that's bad. The next thing that uh, Donald Trump has proposed and talked about is the elimination of subsidized student loans. So in his 2019 budget proposal, he also proposed getting rid of subsidized student loans. And uh, subsidized student loans, you might not be super familiar with, but 5.7 million people got subsidized student loans last year. Um, and these loans go to students that have a financial need. And what it means by subsidized is that the government covers the interest on the loans while the borrower is in school. And so it can actually be a big savings. It's not a ton of money, but you know, it every little bit goes a long way towards need-based students. So we put this as a bad verdict as well because these loans currently are only available to students who show a financial need when they fill out the FAFSA. These students are already into school and they're just looking for ways to pay for it. So what's going to happen is they're still going to borrow money to pay for college, but now it's just going to be more expensive for them to borrow. So 
The next thing that Donald Trump has proposed uh, changing or eliminating is that he wants to change the whole income-driven repayment plan system. In this current system right now, you know there's income-based repayment, there's pay-as-you-earn, there's revised pay-as-you-earn, and there's income-contingent repayment plans. Well, he has proposed eliminating all of these plans and replacing them with just a single income-driven repayment plan option. His idea that he has talked about is that the new repayment plan would cap monthly payments at 12.5% of their discretionary income. And it would also provide student loan forgiveness at 15 years for undergraduates and 30 years for graduate borrowers. Trump has also made comments that he would like the government to cover the cost of the forgiveness under the new plan, which leads us to believe that that 15-year mark would be tax-free student loan forgiveness. However, this has not been clarified, and it's different than what you see right now under the current existing repayment plans, right? So if you have income-based repayment or pay-as-you-earn, after your loans are forgiven, that's currently considered taxable income, and Donald Trump would like to have that be tax-free income. So our verdict on this plan is that it's mixed. Some borrowers are going to see a benefit because they'll see their income repayment plan drop to 12.5%. Um, because if you're on uh, IBR or ICR, you could be at 20 or 25%, uh, 15, 20, 25% of your discretionary income. So you might see your payments drop. But if you're on pay as you earn, you might be at 10% of your discretionary income. And so your payments might rise. Also, the repayment term of 15 years could benefit a lot of undergraduate borrowers, right? Because right now on IBR or pay as you earn, you could be paying that loan back for 20 or 25 years. However, that 30-year graduate term um, really puts graduate borrowers at a disadvantage because it's longer than all the existing plans today. But finally, forgiveness is the most important aspect, right? Um, if it's forgiven tax-free, that shorter repayment term could mean bigger loan forgiveness for students. So if it's tax-free loan forgiveness, that's great. But if it's taxable loan forgiveness, that could be harmful because instead of 20 or 25 years, that 15-year mark could see bigger balances, which could mean a bigger tax bill. So there's a lot of things that still need to be clarified with his proposal, and that's why we're mixed. There's definitely some good aspects, and there's definitely some aspects that drive concern for us. So the next thing that is a very recent development is that Donald Trump has proposed that allow student loans to be discharged or forgiven in bankruptcy. So this proposal came from the Department of Education, which announced last week that it was seeking comments about how to determine undue hardship to allow student loans to be discharged in bankruptcy. It's important to know the history of this. So before 1998, student loans could be discharged in bankruptcy after the seventh year of repayment. However, after 1998, student loans were prohibited from being discharged in bankruptcy except in cases of quote-unquote undue hardship. However, Congress never defined what undue hardship meant. And so the courts have taken it upon themselves to decide. And it's not always uniform. That means some people might get it, some people might not get it. However, undue hardship as it stands is still a very high bar to clear because you essentially have to prove that you're never able to afford your student loans 
even on an income-driven repayment plan for the rest of your life. Given that income-driven repayment plans offer such low payments and they're based on your income, that's kind of tough to prove because if you have a low enough income, your monthly payment is zero. So is it really an undue hardship to have a $0 a month monthly payment? Um, So it's really just tough. And uh, that's why our verdict on this discharge and bankruptcy is actually mixed. While some people really think it's a good thing, um, you know, we do. There's some borrowers that the ability to get out from unpayable loans, this would be a blessing. We've seen some comments on our site. Uh, we know there are clear cases where student loan debt is definitely unpayable and it's an undue hardship. However, changing the bankruptcy rules um with student loan debt could seriously disrupt the marketplace for student loans. It can make it more difficult and more expensive for borrowers to get a loan. You have to remember that the collateral for student loan debt is the future borrower's earnings and their ability to repay. So if courts make this collateral less secure because you could get a discharged in bankruptcy easily, it will make the cost of borrowing and the cost of getting a student loan much higher. Furthermore, for federal loans too, the taxpayer would be on the hook because if people were getting out of their federal loans, it's just going to be a dollar amount that the federal government has to pick up for, which actually just gets passed on to taxpayers. So next up, the president has proposed the elimination of the student loan interest deduction. So in his Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which is the big tax bill, Trump originally put proposed eliminating the student loan interest deduction, but it was scrapped and it was not in the final bill, but that doesn't mean that Donald Trump still wants to see it eliminated. Remember, the student loan interest deduction provides up to $2,500 in deduction of the interest you paid on a student loan. While it's a handy savings, it does phase out at relatively low income levels. Our verdict on this is we think it's a good thing. I've talked before how I think the student loan interest deduction is a misaligned incentive. I don't think it really does much to help borrowers. Um, And really all it does is save you money that you probably didn't need to take out in the first place if you were a smart and savvy consumer when it came to paying for college. So I think the elimination of the student loan interest deduction is kind of moot um, and we see it as a good thing to potentially save money. So With all those changes and proposals being said, what should borrowers do today? Because that's what really matters. Uh, If you're concerned about these changes, there are a few things that you can do at least to be prepared. First, you need to know what programs you're on with your student loan debt. You need to know your repayment plan, know your forgiveness program, and know your options because it could change. And if you don't know where you are now, it's really hard to know where you're going to end up if things do change. Um, Second, you need to ensure that you're current on the repayment plan you're on and you're not in default. If you are in default and you're not paying your student loans, get your student loans rehabilitated ASAP. Because if Trump does change the student loan repayment plans, it could be more difficult for you to get on one of the new ones if your loans are in default. Um, If you're not sure about either of these, go to the blog, go to thecollegeinvestor.com and sign up for our free five-day get out of student loan debt email course. You can also get professional help. um, And you guys know we've recommended Ameritech Financial before to help with that. And you can call them at 866-863-3870 and talk to them about getting help with your student loan debt if you don't know where to start. So it can be scary to think about these changes. There are a lot of changes, but these plans have changed before and they will inevitably change again. So it's really just important that you educate and take action yourself so that you know exactly what to do.
All right, guys, hopefully that makes sense for you. And I look forward to your comments on the blog.